Welcome to the St. Mark's Lutheran Church by the Narrows podcast channel. The sermon you are about to hear is from our worship service on February 26th, 2023. For more information about the community and ministries of St. Mark's Lutheran Church by the Narrows, you can visit our website, smlutheran.org. There you will find the full online worship service from which this sermon is taken. And if you would like to give gifts to help sustain the ministries here at St. Mark's, You'll find information on how to do that there as well. And now, here's pastoral intern Andrew Larson with a gospel reading. Our gospel reading today comes from the Gospel of Matthew in the fourth chapter. Then Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. He fasted 40 days and 40 nights, and afterwards he was famished. The tempter came and said to him, If you are the son of God, command these stones to become loaves of bread. But he answered, it is written, one does not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him to the holy city and placed him on the pinnacles of the temple, saying to him, if you are the son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written. He will command his angels concerning you, and on their hands they will bear you up so that you will not dash your foot against a stone. And Jesus said to him, again, it is written, do not put the Lord your God to the test. Again, the devil took him to the very high mountains and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their splendor. And he said to him, all these I'll give you if you fall down and worship me. And Jesus said to him, away with you, Satan, for it is written, worship the Lord your God and serve only him. Then the devil left him. And suddenly the angels came and waited on him. The Gospel of the Lord. This week marks a strange anniversary for me. On March 1st, 2020, I boarded a flight to the Philippines to become a missionary. And a short 16 days later, I was in lockdown. The pandemic was strange, with both intense loneliness and moments of beautiful connection. Real hurt and despair paired with wonderful joy and laughter. And during one of those more joyous virtual connections, I was joined by my friends, Ben and Mary, folks from Peace Corps, and we established a de facto book club together. The first book we read was by German Lutheran theologian and activist Dietrich Bonhoeffer, entitled Life Together. It was written while he ran an underground illegal seminary under Nazi Germany regime. As the chat flowed between topics found in the book and just catching up and reminiscing, we eventually settled and spent most of our time on the last chapters and sections about confession, where Bonhoeffer cuts straight to the chase and questions the true bonds that we have with each other through confessions. Conflict and confession take up the entire last part of Bonhoeffer's book. And temptation and conflict were very real to Bonhoeffer, who was living under authoritarian, oppressive society. The hurt and sin of the greater community was something he was working actively to dismantle. He understood in an innate way the importance of confession. Confession was a time to bring your whole self to the communion table of Jesus Christ. Confession was time to put your heart on your sleeve and acknowledge the pain that you've seen and the pain that you've been a part of. For we all come broken not only to God, but to each other. 
The whole church body is connected through our shared identity of being beautifully flawed humans. We must bring those hurts to each other. And Bonhoeffer offers up that those who can come to a sibling in Christ with their confession can find wonderful connection with their creator God. He says this about confession in his book. We dare not to be sinners. Many Christians are unthinkably horrified when a real sinner is suddenly discovered amongst the righteous. So we remain alone in our sin, living in lies and hypocrisy. The fact is that we are sinners. You can hide nothing from God. But God wants to see you as you are. God wants to be gracious to you. You do not have to go on lying to yourself and to your siblings as if you were without sin. You can dare to be a sinner. When I go to my sibling to confess, I am going to God. In Genesis today, we hear about the tree of knowledge in the garden. Adam and Eve partake in the fruit and temptation becomes too strong. Their relationship with God is challenged. And the story could have ended right there. God could have slammed the book shut, scrubbed the drawing board, started with a clean slate. But that doesn't happen, does it? No, instead, God remains in relationship with us. God remains by our side, pouring out love and forgiveness. God continues to be in community with us. The story of the garden is a reminder that we are part of a lineage and heritage of flawed and complicated humans yet we still have a relationship with the divine. We can confess that we are tempted and imperfect, but God has shown time and time again that we are worth it, that we are beloveds. So why do we confess? We confess because we are all distant in our relationship to God and each other throughout different times in our lives. And confession is a time to re-strengthen those bonds as a community. Confession can be a feeling of freedom and liberation and hope, knowing that we can be closer to God and to each other. So we no longer have to hide. We can be our full selves so that ever-present grace can feel like a caress upon our souls. So we can go to God. And Bonhoeffer's vision of confession, it ushers in a time of connection, honesty, vulnerability, opening up our sores and raw hurts so that that intense moment that we see the face of God, we see it in the face of each other. That the divine is felt by looking into the face of those that we love. Our confessions are a time where we take the moment to truly bear the things that weigh heavy and deep upon our souls. The things that do not let us live to the full potential God intends for us. But far too often we mask our own true emotions to each other. Masking and hiding our real pains, our insecurities, even our immense joys. Unfortunately, that sibling and community love that Bonhoeffer's view on confession, it's lost far too often. There's a moment of vulnerability necessary to bring about that relational confession. And any instance of vulnerability is a tricky double-edged situation. That vulnerability, on one hand, invites some of the most sincere and authentic moments of connection, love, sensitivity, and forgiveness. 
It's vital to form any kind of trust and love and establish between people. That trust and vulnerability can be challenging when doubt can be so tempting. Doubt is something I am far too familiar with. I doubt the bonds of friendships that have been built over years of shared joys, sorrows, and conversation. All too often, I find it easier to slip down the slippery slope of doubt instead of clinging to the strong pillar of trust. Because vulnerability is scary. It comes with risks. And probably we all, all have been burned one too many times by letting in that sensitivity. It can become unthinkable to be such a messy, open book to your community, to your partner, to your family, to your God. And perhaps we can comprehend that God's love is given freely. We can even hear it in today's psalm that that steadfast love of God endures forever with us. We hear it time and time again that God loves us. And yet I find myself retreating from my fellow broken wanderers, surrendering instead and hiding my anguish and missteps, putting up barriers around my full and authentic self. But then I hear that message from Bonhoeffer again. The fact is that we are sinners. You can hide nothing from God. But God wants to see you as who you are. God wants to be gracious to you. You do not have to go on lying to yourself and to your siblings as if you were without sin. You can dare to be a sinner. When I go to my sibling to confess, I am going to God. So perhaps today I can be a sinner before you all, knowing that I'm going to God, knowing that I'll encounter the divine in the faces of those gathered here today. My confession comes with the assurance that our relationship together is important. I so deeply want to let those close to me know that my heart aches and how much I love and care for them, that it keeps me up at night wondering if I'm doing right by them, I'm doing right by them by working for the church. I'm not sure I'm giving my family enough time and attention and stability. That I really don't know if what I'm doing is all worth it. It overwhelms me and I feel lonely all over again. I want to confess that. Quick judgments, lack of patience, delayed kindness, it weaves into the way I interact with those that I'm in a relationship with. I can unfairly and unfortunately turn to those emotions quicker then I find myself turning to grace, understanding, and care. I want to confess that. And I say these things as my confession to a community that I know who cares about me, with immense gratitude that building relationships and connected, vibrant community is important to this church, and with a free and full heart that my God is always by my side throughout it all. And so my hope for you is that you may know that this is a community where you can be your full and true self, celebrating that you are wonderfully made by God and that no temptation, wrongdoing, or distancing can remove that love and grace from your creator. So go to your sibling in Christ, and in doing so, get closer to your Messiah and God. Dare to be who you are with the confidence that you'll be met with loving compassion. Dare and love. Amen.